Nameless God and Nameless Spirit Talk Shoes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that went ahead. Go ahead. You're good. That's all right. This, this, was, this is a specific story of how Christ changed my life. Instantly when I said that, the conversation changed, mm-hmm. you know, because it's polarizing. And, and I, think, I think it's for a lot of reasons. I think, one, we're all deceived and cannot accept the fact that God might actually love us at that level. As crazy as that sounds, you follow me? Mm-hmm. Like so, and, and then two, we have to admit that we cannot save ourselves, and we have to admit that there, there might be things that are so out of our reach that they're not attainable to us unless they are given to us, such as salvation, such as revelation. You follow me? So, so, so if, if it's all about my work, Actually, today, so I'll give, I'll give you an example. Today, I spoke with a friend of mine, and we're talking about spiritual stuff. He, he, he believes in, you know, spirituality and, and all that. So as we were talking, the more I would gear it towards Jesus or, or put in Scripture, I could tell he was getting rubbed wrong because yeah. he still wants to do it. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the child, what, what is that, uh, the prodigal son, you know, we're all the prodigal, all of us. And at some point, all of us have ran away from God or still are running away and saying, you know what? No, thanks. I want all the gifts. Thank, you know, I appreciate life and sex and drugs and all these things that I'm able to experience here. But I don't want you, Father. I want to do this myself. And I think all of us have to get to a point then where we're in the pig pen eating out of the pig's trough. Yeah. And we finally say, hold up, like maybe, maybe I do need my maker for this. Yeah. Maybe I don't know everything. Yeah. You know, and we need to be humbled like that. And, you know, I want to encourage people. That's all right. That's part of the process. You know, we yeah. don't come to God by getting it right. No doubt. We, we come to God by getting it wrong. You know, talk a little bit about your pig pen, man, because you were at a, at a place whenever you found Christ that many would think you don't need them. You're like at the height of your, your, your success, the height of your career. You're on tour with Corn. You're, you know, you were affiliated with the Insane Clown Posse and the group Dark Lotus and, you know, all of that stuff going on, man. Talk a little bit about where you came from for people who don't, you know, who aren't familiar with the Insane Clown Posse, um, Dark Lotus and those guys. I, um, you know, to, to start with, I worked very hard. I, w- I was very driven. I worked very hard. I had a lot of ambitions of worldly success. And as, as I progressed in the field of music, I started attaining it. Probably the, and we've done shows. I, I was actually in a rock band before called Ministry. I've seen the, that I, today, man. Bro, the irony of that, you know, because it was everything except Ministry. You know, and I, I had been doing hip hop. I met them in the studio. I was dealing at the time. The, the main guy liked me. He asked me to hook up with them. I ended up in engineering for them. I ended up going on tour with them. Came off that tour. I continued to do my own stuff. Got signed. Ended up with the Insane Clown Posse. Then got signed to a bigger label. They bought out my contract. Uh, I was signed to Geffen Interscope Records, which was actually uh, the singer from Korn. Actually, it, it was an imprint that he had, but the actual label was Geffen Interscope. So all the infrastructure w- was them. Was you know, it elementary that, that you were on? Elementary, yeah. Okay, yeah, dope. It yeah, was yeah. elementary. Yeah, Orgy was on there as well. Yeah, yeah. I, but, you know, there was no elementary records. There wasn't a, 
It's just it's a just name, a, yeah. Yeah, that's it's just a name, yeah. but all the back end. The, the I actually words. interviewed Jay Gordon uh, like two weeks ago from Orgy. He was on the show. Did he get saved or not? No, he didn't. He will in Jesus' <laughs> Jesus' um, name, that's right. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I hit this point, and, bro, I was involved in some crazy things. I mean, I had I was involved where I could have lost my life, literally. I had some, you know, a situation where I had done such a wrong to somebody that they felt the need to get somebody, a professional, to get rid of me. Glory to God. I was not saved at the time. This certain professional happened to be my friend, if you could believe that. That's a whole story. Like, I can't get into names and things like that, you know, but that's a movie. Like, the way God was working out in hindsight, looking back in my life before I was saved is amazing. You know, so I had got into all these things because when, when we are the prodigal son and we are just, you know, there's no rules. For me, there was no rules. Anything goes. It was my will against all of y'all. So if I had met you, I would be cool with you as long as I could use you to get up. If I couldn't, well, then you ain't got no business in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And same with women or, or anybody in the field. It was all about me. It was self-centered, self-focused. It was drugs, women, you know, partying. It was, it was that gangster lifestyle, gangster mentality. And I had many low points. Like, I, it took me a while to learn, bro. I, I, I mean, almost getting killed. Went back and did it again. And actually, after that time, I had came back to Chicago at the time I was living in L.A. and got into a very serious situation. I came back to Chicago and did this way before I was saved. Um, there was a, my mom's landlady came up to me. She was a Christian. She came up to me and she said, God is going to, you're going to get saved. You're going to be a Christian and you're going to do Christian music. And that is what you were made to do. Bro, I thought she was crazy. <laughs> I, I would avoid that woman like the plague. Like every time I would go see my mom, if I saw that lady, I would like walk out the other door, you know, and uh, the irony that she was right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But during that time, I actually dreamt about Jesus. So I had been involved in, I don't know how specific to get it in, man. Just know that I was involved in things that, that people get killed for, you know? And um, I was about to do it again. So now I'm back in Chicago. I got out of that situation and I was still heavily involved in, you know, uh, the gangster lifestyle. And I was about to commit a similar sin again. And I have this dream. And in my dream, I'm walking down the street and there's a man walking with me to the left of me. And in the middle of the street, there's a tree growing and it has all these different types of fruit on the tree. And we're walking and the man asked me, he's like, why are you going to do that again? And I'm like, I don't know. I just am. And he goes, okay, let's walk. And he put his arm around me. And as we're walking, I walked past the tree and I grabbed one of the fruits off the tree and bit it. And I woke up and I knew it was Jesus, but I still didn't know Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? I still yeah. didn't submit to Jesus. And actually that day 
I went to debate a friend of mine. I had a, a friend of mine, when we were younger, we used to rob places together. But me and this dude did some crazy things. I was dealing. He was doing his own thing. And, and we, would, we would literally rob places together. So, but he got saved. But he got saved and then refused to talk to me. He didn't, he, his church was kind of real exclusive. Yeah. You know, it was like, we're oh, saved. Yeah. You're all yeah. going to hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I reached out to him a couple of times. He just was like, nah, you're the devil. I'm not talking to you. Well, the day after I had the dream, he, he was like, come over. I just wanted to debate him. You know, I just wanted to tell him how Christianity was wrong and, and prove to him how, how silly he was. I ended up going to his house and, you know, we we're going back and forth. He was reading stuff out of the Bible. I was just kind of criticizing it. And I remember the dream. And so I'm like, I, I can't remember what he was talking about, something about a dream. And I'm like, yo, I had a dream last night. And I tell him the dream. And his wife tells me that tree is in the book of Revelation. It, it has 12 fruits and the leaves are for the healing of the nations. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not in the Bible. And she's like, yes, it is. And they looked it up. And I was like, okay, that's weird, you know, but I still didn't believe, you know, so I left there and went on for another, man, maybe three or four years of witchcraft, drug use, gangbanger lifestyle, and, and just everything, you know, what, what the, right before I got saved, one of the turning points in my life, uh, I had a crew called Black CEOs. Black CEOs was a couple different crews from Chicago in the north side. And some of the guys in these crews were, were gangbanging still, you know. So you could be a gang member or you could be a gangbanger. Someone could be a gang member, but you're not on the block anymore. You're not dealing. You're not out looking for the opposition. You're, you might have got a little older. You're chilling, but you're still a gang member. Right. Well, some of these dudes were just were still active gang bangers. And one of my boys, Rope, he got shot. Actually, a, a bunch of dudes got shot, but Rope got shot in the head and died. And I remember being at the hospital and, and it was so crazy, bro, because it was like the connection that I had with him. It was it was something from God, you know, and so when I find out, found out he got shot, we went to the hospital by, by a miracle, I got to go see him because there was hundreds of people there. And there was people fighting outside. It was, it was literally like a movie. Like, I get there, there's at least 100 people out there. And since, you know, gangs kind of, some gangs mix, some gangs don't. And then you got dudes within those gangs that might not like each other. So it's a very volatile situation. And there was a couple fights there. and People are drinking and smoking. The security guard walks up to me and he's like, come on, because they stopped letting people up to see my, my guy, you know? And he's like, come on, I'll, he mistook me for someone. And he's like, come on, I'll let you up. And on the, in the elevator, I, I know who he mistook me for. And uh, he's like, thanks for stopping that fight. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, I know why he's letting me up. So we go up there and I see him and, you know, he, the bullet was still lodged in his head and he was unconscious and he was kind of shaking. I remember just like, something, something changed, you know, and I've, I've had other people in my life die, but something that day changed and he lived for another two days and and then passed away. And that was the beginning. And maybe the next, it took about a year 
and I accepted Christ. Now, after Rope hit, he passed away. We called him Rope 30. His name was Daniel. Um, one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. So much demonic stuff was happening at my house after that. Like, I would see him. Bro, I got witnesses. You could come in my living room, and we would be sitting there, and you would see someone walk by in the kitchen. And I wouldn't tell that to everybody. And people would be like, yo, who, who else is here? Who's in the kitchen? I'm like, ain't nobody here, man. Like, yeah. all, all this weirdness started happening. One time we were in a, I had a studio in a bedroom. We're in the studio, and one of my guys came over, and I'm telling him, yo, so much crazy stuff is happening. I got to figure out, like, what's going on, you know, because I didn't know what it was. I couldn't figure it out. But there was so much activity happening around me and in my house and in my dreams. And, you know, so we stopped the session. No, actually, we're in the room and the computer in the kitchen turned on and just started playing music. And I thought, I don't know, maybe there's a timer on or whatever. Like, it didn't feel weird. We walk into the other room and we sit down and I turn the computer off. I'm like, this kind of stuff is just happening nonstop. Like something, like the manifestations are getting like more and more bold, mm-hmm. you know? And... As I'm telling him that, bro, my lyric book came flying out of the other room and hit the kitchen floor and just kind of slid across the floor. Wow. And I was like, bro, I told you. And it was actually that guy that had told me about Jesus, you know? And I mean, and, and going into this, it was just like to that what led to that point, you know, we opened ourselves up to that through witchcraft, because I had been doing spells, because I had been going to botanicas. I don't know if you know what that is. In Chicago, they're all over the place, man. They're, you could go there and you could have cleansings. You could put spells on people, you, whether they're for people to fall in love with you or for people to get hurt or, or whatever. You know, so much of that was in my life. It's like you open this doorway to the other side. And from my experience, the other side, that when you enter that way, it's never good. It might, it might lie to you and say, oh, yeah. I'm going to do a cleansing. We're going to do a cleansing, and we're going to invoke <laughs> this spirit to yeah. help cleanse you. Yeah. It's never that. It's always a trap. It's always a way to trap you little by little. Like to get a hook in you, and now you got to do it again, right? Oh, that cleansing wasn't good enough now. We have to do it again, and then you do it again. Or now you have to offer something. Now yeah. you have to make an altar to them. Now you have to leave things at the altar, whether yeah. it's alcohol or, or chocolate or whatever it may be. Yeah. And slowly you get pulled in to that world. And it was during that season that I came to Christ. I saw that his, his name actually makes those things bow. My friend who told me, so as I'm going through this demonic activity and bro nightmares terror like you have did did was you having um like dreams about dying calling out to jesus and stuff like that i I was having dreams about satan yeah i I saw him like i saw demons i would be awake you know and it didn't only happen during you know during during sleep time the manifestations happened while i was awake also and the, the way that I would know, like, they were coming. And I found out afterwards there was people that I had beef with that had whole altars set up to me with, with goats, you know, yeah. sacrificed goats and, and animals. And you still there? Yeah. 
and monkeys, bro. You know, because in that stuff, there's things where you could do. You could sacrifice Rottweilers, monkeys, goats, chickens, pigeons, doves, you know, depending on what level you're playing at. And it, it's like it, it invokes a deeper demon or a stronger demon. Mm-hmm. So during that time was when a friend of mine, as I'm going back and forth, and I, I was talking to, to, to that guy that saw what happened in my kitchen with the notebook. He's the one that told me about Jesus. You know, I'm like, there's got to be a stronger witchcraft. I got to, because it's always like pulling you in deeper. Yeah. So, you know, what's stronger than this? What form of witchcraft or what spell, you know, what, what botanica, what, what person knows more than I do? Let me get them and pay them to do something. And he was the one that said, yeah, there is someone above all of this. It's Jesus. And I was like, man, shut up. Like, I'm talking about real stuff, not about, yeah. <laughs> you know, this pretend. I get that all the time. I get that all the time with people. They're like, no, not Jesus, man. Something else. Like, no, dude, it's got to be something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and one night during a, bro, there was a course where almost the whole year I didn't sleep through the night. You know, there was, there was stuff. And how it would start is you're just chilling and you feel it. Yeah. Like, so you just feel terror. You saw, you and said, I would, you said, the way it would manifest. You said, you said there was something that would happen that, that you would know that they were coming, that something would spot. Yeah, you feel it. I would have a physical feeling. It felt like something would press up against me. So it's like on the right side of my, it usually happened on the right side of my body. It's literally like something is pressing against you. All the hairs on my body would stand up and it's just terror. Like the feeling like a of. panic attack? I've never had a panic attack, so I'm not, I'm not sure, but it would just be this feeling of the most strongest fear and hopelessness and terror and, and, and just negativity, you know, it would just manifest. And I, and then it would start, I would start invoking stuff to battle it verbally, you know, to bind it or to cast it out, but in witchcraft terms, yeah, you know? And um, so this had been going on and on and on. And one night I said, in the name of Jesus, like I just came to kind of the end of myself. And I, I was like, in the name of Jesus, like I command you to get out of here. And all of a sudden it was peace. Mm. And me being as, as stupid as I was at the time, I was like, that's a coincidence. You know, couldn't have been the name of Jesus. That had to have been yeah. a coincidence. But then that started me investigating and me going into that. And, you know, in here, let me, let me say this at the time, some of this stuff is so deep, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, I'm trying to not sugarcoat it, but not, not expose so much because certain names that are involved, Mm -hmm. I want to protect people. There was somebody, there was a person that I was with at the time, a female, she came from generations of Santeria, you know, and she, when she was married, I'm, I'm sorry, when she was born, they buried her. Like, so she was offered up when she was born. And the manifestations that would come on her were like a whole other level than that would come on me. And the first time when I suggested to her, Let's go see 
somebody, you know, and I didn't know about pastors or priests. So we went to go see a priest, we went to see a Catholic priest. And I remember we were sitting there and, you know, we were just talking to him and I was like, listen, like, I don't know if you believe in demons. Our house is filled with demons. Our lives are filled with demons. Yeah. Our minds are filled with demons. How do you stop this? And he took out a coin and he asked her to hold it. So as she's holding it, we're sitting there talking and she starts shaking and just crying. Right. And she's just like shaking and crying. And he goes, can I have my coin back from you? And he took it back from her and she stopped. And he was like, I'm going to come to your guy's house and we're going to talk there. He, he had came over and then he told us, he said that that coin that he prayed over it for the last, I don't know how many years. And he said, what he could see is all of her stuff and that she had, well, she had levels of demonic, you know, there, there's two different, there's a couple of different levels, but there's demonic possession, but then there's also demonic oppression mm -hmm. where you might not be physically possessed by demonic spirit, but those spirits are around there yeah, are around yeah. you and they're on you and oppressing your life, oppressing your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings, you know, and generally just causing hell in your life. And so, and, and that was the, that was the beginning of the end of me being involved in those things. But that was just the beginning of the war yeah. with the demonic. Yeah, it was yeah. like when I, when I declared my allegiance to Jesus, yeah. then all hell broke loose. I, <laughs> I thought, know, bro, man. I thought it was going to be all peace. I was yeah. like, all right, I did it. I accept you, Jesus. And I meant it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and actually, you know what? You know what? Whenever I was coming out of that, and, and not to quote this guy, but somebody's lyrics, Manson, Marilyn Manson lyrics, he had a song, I want to live, I want to love, but it's a long, hard road out of hell. It's like that's when the journey began is when you're coming out and you start resisting them. My sister, yeah. she's not a Christian, but she says that she doesn't want to rebuke them out of her life or fight them because then they will start showing themselves. Yeah. So she would rather them just be there and not acknowledge him, not try to fight him because she would be scared to go down that route, you know? Yeah. And, you know, she's just not ready yet, but yeah. she will be in yeah. Jesus' name because yeah. one day we, real, we realize what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, because in a, in a, in a sense, we, we look at them as friends, not realizing their full level of evil. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? And how the Bible says even, even Satan manifests as an angel of light. All the you know, the, the new age stuff and, and the, and the transcendental meditation stuff where you're like seeking yeah. guides, mm -hmm. those guides don't, you know, demons don't come to you as demons exactly. generally for the most part. They came at me as demons when I finally said when you no. Them, when I'm, you pulled the mask yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, Lord, I submit to you, Lord Jesus you are my God, you are my savior, you are my healer, you are my everything. Then the masks came off and we're like, oh, really? And the, and the battle began. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I had one, during that time, I remember I had a dream. And me and that girl used to also have the same dreams. We would have the same visions. We would see the same things happening. And one night I had this dream that, I saw this demon sitting on a throne. I didn't see his face, but I saw him from the chest down and I saw his hands and they had these long nails and they were, bro, it was so evil looking. I remember I was just staring at it 
And I was trying to look up, but I couldn't see his face. And as I was sitting there, and when demons would manifest in my dreams, the way they move was real weird. They would like go, they would like zip real fast. And so as I'm looking at him from real far away, it was like super quick. He zipped up and he was holding a sign to my face. And the sign said, some sins are unforgivable. Mm-hmm. Like give up. He will not forgive you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I remember waking up and then I had to go ask. Like, I, was, I wonder if that's true. I wonder if yeah. I'm too far gone. But it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. And I'll tell you a, a demonic thing that manifested and, and the, the journey of that and the conclusion of it lasted about two years. So I, during that time of all this demonic activity, I had a dream that this demon came in to attack my girl. And so, and, and this was a dream, right? I'm in bed, but I'm waiting for him. And so I'm pretending I'm sleeping and this thing comes in and it hovers over her. And as it's hovering over her, I grab it by the neck. I stand up and I just start smashing his head on this table in my bedroom. And bro, I just like smashed his head like till it was gone. And his body just fell like out of my hand. And I was like, that's what you get. You see that? And I hear someone laughing behind me. And I turn around and I turn the light on and it's Satan. And he's pointing at me and he's laughing. And he grabbed my keys and he jumps out the window. And I run to the window and I look and there was a garden where he ran and he ran away with my keys. From that dream, the, the amount of demonic warfare, the spiritual warfare, was so intense sometimes. Bro, I used to pray Psalm 91, I don't even know how many times a day. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, 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 the school that I went through during that season, and now coming out of that season, when that was ending, I have a dream, and I walk into a, a club, and it's all demons. And they're all about 10 feet tall. And they're all like super buff. Like super like just monster demons. And I walk in and I pull my chest out. And I'm not scared of them. And I'm walking through the club. And I see an open table. And I sit down at the table. And I'm just looking around. And on the table are my keys, bro. The keys that he took over a year, year and a half ago. I remember in my dream, I saw them and I was like, my keys. And I snatched them and woke up. And I woke up and that was the beginning of a whole new season. Yeah. And the way that I fought was different because the way that I used to battle them is I would, get, I would get angry and I would power up. My flesh would power up and I would pray. And, and sometimes I'd still do power up because it's a fear that enters you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when I would pray, I would be binding in the name of Jesus. I command you. And I would get like real hype. And, and so after the dream where I snatched my keys, I was home once and I started feeling it. I started feeling something coming. And I started to power up and I was like, hold up. You can't be here. This is not my house. This is the Lord's house. I'm not mine. I'm a child of God. Like, you can't even be here. And I didn't even get to finish that thought and that saying that, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
that was, you know, that year and a half was my spiritual warfare training or boot camp or spiritual Navy SEAL training. I didn't want it. Believe that. I didn't want any of that, man. Like a lot of it was horrific, but glory to God. Now, you know, and I, I've dealt with the demonic after that in other people. And, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, have you been used to help other people come out of that stuff as well and kind of go through those same processes? Yes, and I've... I've I think you're doing it right now, too. I think you're doing it right now. I just got a message from somebody who's watching, and they're just like, man, this is the fellowship that I've been looking for. This is what I need. So what's deep about I, simply speaking the truth into those places of darkness, man... When you speak truth, truth is light. Those wicked spirits have to flee, whether we're talking about ungodly beliefs. People think that they're not good enough. People think that they can't be forgiven. And then when you speak the word of truth over them, those spirits leave, man. So even in this, I'm, I've got the Holy Spirit all over me listening to your story, man. It's so similar to mine. So it's definitely so it's powerful, man. Keep going, dude. Amen. And, you know, can I add something to that, to, to being forgiven? Yeah. Jesus said, now is the judgment of this world. He is the judgment of this world and of the evil one. So whoever is listening to this, whatever you think is going on, you are forgiven in Christ. Amen. That's a fact. You just now have to receive it. That debt is already paid. Yep. Completely paid. You know, it's like, it's like owing on a house. And let's say you owe $300,000 on a house. And someone paid, you know, a million dollars on that house and your debt is paid, but, and, but you're still living like, no, I'm going to keep paying. I'm going to keep living in bondage. I'm going to keep living this way because you don't realize it's paid. So whether you accept it or not, it's paid. You are forgiven in Jesus name. The sooner you accept it, the sooner than he could come in and he can turn you into the person that he originally intended you to be. You know, talk, talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, helping the other people get through, through, you know, their situation with deliverance and stuff as well. I had a, I'll give you a specific one. My stepsister, my mom remarried. Uh, she moved back to Croatia. And as I was going back there, I always preach. I can't help it. Like it's part. <laughs> I think, I think, I think once we're genuinely touched by Christ and the Holy spirit and, once we genuinely feel forgiveness, you want to share that. Yeah. I want to share that with people. Once you're free from bondage, you want to free, you know, you want to, you want other people free. I'd be hard pressed to find someone that's, that's had a genuine experience and you don't want the whole world to have that because it's so beautiful. And, and so I would be going back there and I was preaching to people and my, my stepsister, she was involved in, some weird meditation stuff and some yoga stuff. And, and she started having demonic oppression. She started not being able to go outside. She started having panic attacks and she couldn't work anymore. Um, she was on like four different types of medication. She lost a ton of weight and it was just all this demonic stuff happening. So it took three years. I would go back there during the summers and preach to her. The first year she's like, I don't know because, you know, I don't believe in Jesus. It's just love. It's, you know, it's just kind of this abstract thing. The second year I would come and she was like, well, I kind of believe, but kind of not. So the third year I was there, I was there for three or four weeks. I kept preaching to her. And the day before I left, 
we were sitting in uh, my stepfather's living room and my stepfather and my mother are outside and I'm speaking to her and I'm like, look, I'm going to be leaving tomorrow. You think you're ready. I think you're ready to accept Christ. You understand. Like you see it. You like know you're a sinner. You know he's love. You know that he was sinless. You know he died for your sins. Why wouldn't you just accept him, receive him? And she's like, I'm just not sure if I'm ready. And I was like, you're ready. Can we pray? I'm like, will you pray with me? If I, if you pray what I'm saying? She's like, yeah. So I, I went to just whatever came to my mind as far as a sinner's prayer, you know. Father, thank you that you are love and you love us all. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for us. You know, I know that I'm a sin, sinner. Thank you for forgiveness. Would you come into my heart? Would you, would you be Lord of my life? And as we're praying this, you could tell something weird was happening. Yeah. You know, that, the, those, that energy came around and I could feel it. So we get done with the prayer and I look her in the eyes and I said, I said, how do you feel? And she's like, I don't know. I feel weird. Like something feels weird in me. I said, can I just pray for you? And she's like, yeah. So I got up and I put my hand on her back and I just started praying for her and she started manifesting. So as she's sitting at the living room table, and it's so funny, she's sitting in the living room table. I could see her father and my mother like outside working on the garden. You know, it's a beautiful sunny day. And she's like, starts convulsing and like, like making these weird noises, you know? And I kept praying and praying and I stopped. And I, she's like, what is this? What, like, what is this? What's going on? Like, what's happening to me? You know? And I stopped and I said, I said, what's going on with you? She's like, something is saying that they're not going to go. And when she said that, bro, it felt like the Holy Spirit just, just draped me in this love and this power that was so peaceful. And I remember like, I looked her right in the eyes and I was like, there is no choice. It has to go. I'm going to pray for you one more time. And that prayer, and you could feel it, you know, and that, as I'm praying, I bound it, I commanded it, I cast it into the abyss, and you could just feel it. It was just gone. And all of a sudden, yeah. that, that tension, that anxiety, that stuff that makes your hair stand up, it was just like perfect peace in the room. I sit down and I look at her and I look in her eyes and I'm like, what about now? And she's like, it's gone. So now from that day, the next day I had left for back for the States within three weeks, she was off of all her medication. She's never gone back to any of the medication, any, any of the psychotropic Amen. Yeah. drugs. She, she since then has been saved and baptized. She goes to a little Baptist church out there and that kind of started a whole bunch of people out there from our families getting saved, including my own mom. My mom got baptized earlier this year, you know, so, so those manifestations still happen, but I'm surprised every Did time. Did you get to baptize your mom? I didn't because oh. I was here. She, yeah. She's in Croatia, you know, okay, she's course, actually here at the moment, but okay. she normally lives there. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I got the chance to, I got the chance to baptize my mom when she came into faith. It was amazing. Oh, bro. Yeah. I would be bawling. You know, uh, it, was, it was powerful, man. Powerful. Um, I want to I want to kind of go into a little bit. We kind of mentioned it is that they always require something, right? These spirits, these demons, right? They, you know, they require something. Um, and what I've noticed is that once you get in deeper and deeper, and people want to see something real, like they they're like people are willing to do a lot of stuff 
to have one of these beings manifest to them, right? Whether it's through the new age or through Satanism, I've called, I've, I've read the Satanic Bible as well and went through just, just being lonely, out of being lonely. I was trying to summon demons dog to come in and fellowship with me. So people are willing to do that, man. Um, talk a little bit about what they want, because I think, they always want something. You said, you know, people put coins down at the altar. They build, they wear a necklace or the beads or whatever the case is. But I've noticed they want a piece of your mind. Yeah. They want in your mind. That's what they want. And we talk about, we look at people like Aleister Crowley and seeing what happened to them at the end of their rope, uh, dealing with these beings and these demons that would appear to them. They end up being like a, a vegetable. They end up being uh, schizophrenic, which was happening to me when I was dealing with these demons. Um, talk a little bit about that, man. What what happens in your in your mind? What do they want to do? Because that's the stronghold. The demonic strongholds in the scriptures are thought forms and patterns, and that's how they get in. That's how they stay there. So, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I I think ultimately they want a body. They want yeah. a host body no doubt. to ultimately be able to then manifest fully think they can share their thoughts with you. They can influence you, but, but ultimately they want a body. And I've, you know, in Santeria, they call it being mounted. So mm. I've been to ceremonies where there was four people there that were mounted and they don't look at it as it's possession, bro. They want it. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the deception is so deep that it's like an honor to be mounted by this thing and to do whatever it takes so they'll mount you and then live inside of you and kind of animate you like you're a puppet, you know, f to do whatever they want to do. Give you powers and stuff, and they welcome it, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 but ultimately, their desire is to destroy you. They come to steal kill and destroy so it doesn't matter in what ways they have to lie to you and give you temporary pleasure whether that be sex or money or power or fame their ultimate goal is to destroy you they hate you that's the thing i think if we were to realize they they loathe us they're they do not have sympathy for us they have murderous rage for us so so they will tolerate us for a time. And then let's say if you befriend him, Brad, two days ago, a dude walked up to me. I started a conversation with him in the alley. I was listening to one of my songs on the radio. What is that? I'm like, oh, this is what it is. I do Christian hip hop. He's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. You know, he's like, wow, with your tattoos. I'm like, wow, I used to be involved in other things, blah, blah, blah. He's like, like what? Like demonic stuff? I'm like, yeah, bro, this dude was dead serious. He's like, bro, teach me how to summon demons. I want to be rich. Yeah. I was like, you fool. But that's where we're at. No doubt. Yeah. Because we don't realize what we're actually saying. We want some temporary thing. The price that you pay, the pain, the, the struggle, and, you know, hopefully you, you don't die from it. Hopefully nobody that you care about dies from it. But a lot of times that can be the outcome. You know, but so that's what they want when they come at you. And whether you're doing like things that you think is, is innocent, like Ouija boards or even astrology or even like tarot card readings or all those are small doors being open. Yeah. 
a lot of times when I tell people like, you know, astrology readings, I used to do astrology readings. Mm-hmm. I used to be able to do them. Yeah. Or or any type of reading, reading auras. You know, reading in in uh where I'm from, the Muslim side of my family are from Bosnia. They read coffee grounds. So all of it is contacting unclean spirits for some type of information. Divination, yeah. Right, but but what we're hoping for is information about the future or information about something that we can then use to come up in life. So, so the guy that asked me if I would tell him how to summon demons, he wanted information so he could be rich. So, Hey, you know, he didn't care what it would cost him and they will never do stuff that doesn't cost you. Exactly. It will cost you so much, you know, um, but I think that's what they want. They want to steal, kill, and destroy, and they want a host body. And they want to use that host body to trap other people. We're talking about, like, looking into the new age and stuff, man. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, like, I came out of that stuff, but I'm, I'm definitely responsible for entertaining it. So I think I owe this interview. You know what I'm saying? I think I owe people the truth. Like, yeah. like I was telling you before, like, I would kind of give them a piece of the truth. I wouldn't give them all of the truth. And so in those circles, there are a lot of people who are psychics and they, they can uh, channel and, and get messages and things like that. And it, it helps a lot of people they, they tell them future stuff. They tell them what to do and it's astrology and stuff. But when it comes down to it, like what does the Bible say about it? And I've tried to rationalize it myself. Like how can I move in these circles and be rub shoulders with these people and not you know, try to find some type of common ground. Like, Hey, I, I consult the spirit realm as well, but I could consult the Holy spirit. Um, so I was reading in, in Acts 16, this is the whole thing we got to look at. It talks about the uh, lady that had the spirit who can go around and tell the future to people. Yeah. And she would go around, she would make money. She had guys who would go out and book people and they would have sessions and she would tell them their future and do healings and cleansings and all that, all that kind of stuff. And she had it in her mind. You can read this in Acts chapter 16, that she wanted to go out and follow the apostle Paul and kind of make fun of him for a couple of days on this journey. She was following behind him and, Hey, come see the man of God, everyone. This is the guy who's... and but she was telling the truth. She was calling him a man of God. Exactly. And she would say, you know. So there, there's a lot to 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 be said about that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Yeah. It, yeah. There's definitely a lot of levels to it. But what I'm getting at is the fact that Paul got tired of it, turned around, rebuked the, this evil spirit within her. The evil spirit left, and she couldn't tell the future anymore. Yeah. She was consulting with an evil spirit. He rebuked the spirit in the name of Jesus, the one that's higher than, than them all. And then they, they grabbed him and took him in jail because the guys couldn't make money off of her anymore. Yeah. So they yeah. brought him before the judges and said, hey, this guy is affecting our business. Let's take him to jail. Let's take him to court. So that's the whole thing as far as like everything is not beautiful. Just because you can hear voices or just because you can, re- you can trance out and receive messages this stuff is really popular right now and it's getting, getting even more popular. So we have to be careful of where these messages are coming from just because it seems like it's saying good information, right? It's telling us good stuff about the future or, or about family members. It doesn't mean that it's always something that is out to help you. 
you know, it's an evil spirit in that case. The spirit of divination, it says, it says another word for it is the spirit of Python that was used there. Uh And it would give you the same um, concept of what a Python would do. Wrap around you, get a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter. As you move around, you get a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter until eventually you can't breathe anymore. And you find yourself at rock bottom with these entities who are a lot older than you, a lot smarter than you, and they've been here for a very long time. So to think that you can outsmart or outwit these demonic entities and you can play with them, you're sadly mistaken, man. No, you, know? you can't. On your own. It's, it's only through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, on your own, what we would call a neutron. You know, if you if you didn't pick a side, you know, like here in gangbanging, if, if you ain't on a side, you're called a neutron. In the spiritual world, if you don't pick a side, you, you will be destroyed. You would, there is no way you can on your own wits or your own spiritual power or thinking can outmaneuver, outsmart demonic spirits. It's just not going to happen, you know? And, uh, and again, it's like what you were just saying with, with the, the spirit of Python also reminds me, it's like it, it slowly grabs you and as it's squeezing you, a lot of times you might not even notice. Mm-hmm. And the truth that it gives you, from my experience, the truth that I got from it, it was always useless truth. So they would know something which is like disinformation. So let me give you an example. From my experience, this is how the demonic works. It tells you a lie. It gives you a little bit of useless truth. And then it tells you a lie. So that you're confused. It's the spirit of Babylon. It's the spirit of confusion. There is no clarity to it. It's always like this weird, out of focus kind of stuff. You know, so let's say one of the, one of the times that I had a, a cleansing on me, you know, the lady's telling me about my grandfather who was in the war. He was in World War II and something that he had said, which was true. But what she had told me before that and after that was lies. But then mm-hmm. when, when someone speaks that way, you tend to then not be able to discern what's true and what's not. So then the lie starts getting into you. Yeah. And that's how slowly you get those strongholds in your mind. You start believing lies, you know. And, and again, for the, for the most part, demonic spirits don't come at us as demons. Exactly. It comes kind of innocent. And kind of like, what's the big deal? What's the big deal if you go have a palm reading? I mean, what's the big deal if you do this? But they use those little incidents to put a hook in you and pull you closer. Then it's like, well, why don't you do another one? You should do a bigger spell. You should, you should try it. Isn't this, isn't this fun? Like, you could get more power. Try it. And they put another hook in you. Or I know a, another technique that is used is there's a system of magic that I had learned about that's an old system of Aztec magic. And in this system, you try to catch a demon in your sleep state. So it's, it's a, this long process of getting to a place where first you, you learn how to spot them. You, you try to learn how to have uh, conscious dreams, right? So it's a process that you go through and then you spot them they kind of play hide and seek with you and you're supposed to battle them and capture them. And then you could 
control them and send them out to do things for you in the spiritual realm. Now, so the way that that is brought to you is, hey, don't you want a spiritual slave? You could do these things and you could capture this entity and the entity then will have to do things for you. Go fight battles for you. Go do take care of revenge for you, whatever it get may be. Get a job for you and set it up ahead of you and all that. Whatever yeah. it may be. Get that girl for you. Get you that record deal. You know, whatever it may be. But the truth is, is he caught you. You're the one that's caught. But the deception is that you're the one that was given power. The truth is you were enslaved. And any of the, any of the spiritual stuff that leaves out Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit leads to bondage. It leads to slavery. Anything that deals with Jesus Christ leads to freedom. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from depression. You know? That's... See, that's the whole thing that's kind of offensive, man. Um, when the scripture says that to the Jews, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stumbling block. It's hard for them to understand. But for the Greeks, and these are the people who were into the philosophy of the Greeks, to the Greeks, it's foolishness yeah. to, to, you know, to teach that we are sinners in need of a Savior, that we can, by studying and self-betterment, and enlightenment reach this level, you know, these levels of, of Christhood, essentially there's that vein as well that you can, you can become Christ and you don't yeah. need Christ, but you become Christ. And that's more than needing him. Right. So there's that notion as well. So the scriptures tell us, you know, for those who are into the philosophies that they are vain to see, but it's foolishness. But the whole thing about it, this kingdom is, is a backward upside down kingdom. When this, we're not supposed to make this look cool. We're not supposed to make this be something that's flashy or something that you want just by looking at it because you, be, you must become foolish. You must, become, you must have the, the, the true death of the ego, which is the death of the flesh, so that you die so that Christ lives within you. That's the true freedom. The true freedom is where we have to be careful. It's like I, I kick the light, enlightenment out the window because you think you reach these levels. And you do, you reach these levels and in these experiences and you learn more and more and more and you have a little authority in, in, in those realms. But in an instant, man, in an instant, in, any, we all can mess up, right? You can lose it all. So it's this place of depravity that we have to go back to the place that we, we need God daily. Like I need God. I have, to, I have to be in this mindset that I need God today more than I need him when I was full of those demons. I need him. And I, I do. If I don't, I'll get prideful. The scripture says pride cometh before a fall. And we think we can do it on our own. Well, he's raised me up. I, I've learned a lot. I can, I can kind of do it without God. Now I've kind of learned how to do it without him. And so that's the place where we have to be. It's just uh, focused on Christ and what he did on the cross that he has all authority, all power, and all of these demons, all of these principalities must bow to the feet of King Jesus. They must. Addictions, meth addictions, gang affiliation, any contracts that you've made in blood, they're broken in Jesus' mighty name. He, in an instant, I'm talking about in an instant, he can open or shut doors that no man can open. Whether it's philosophies that you've learned and there's no way you can believe in Jesus or there's no way you can believe in God. In an instant, he can come in and change it, man. And I've had it happen to me. I've been in places where I've learned stuff and I've dealt with the black Hebrew Israelites and there was a lot of stuff I was learning with them. 
And I just accepted the fact that, man, that's, I'm probably not going to be the same after this. There's no way I can unlearn this stuff. And I repented before some brothers and got in prayer and sought the Lord with tears. And in an instant, he took that spirit off of me. Amen. Even as a Christian, man, we're, we're influenced by these outside sources. If we're not obedient to the will of God and, and to, to the will of Christ, it is a daily thing. You may not be possessed, but the oppression sometimes is just as worse. Oh, we're going to, yeah, it's a battle. It's, it's a war. We're yeah. in a war. And there might be times when it seems like you're not, but then exactly. there's times when it flares up, you know, yeah. and if we get too comfortable, if we're not, if we're not pushing in, if we're not praying, if we're not studying scripture, if we're not approaching this with faith, those things will come back and attack. But even that, you know, from my experience, God will use for our good. Yeah, he always does, no doubt. Even that he will use for our good. And, and, and what you mentioned about, you know, the Jews and the Greeks. So I think those are our archetypes for religion yeah. and for philosophy, right? Yeah. So, so we have the people that are religious and it's like my works and I'm going to be good. And look at what I've done. With, it, it's just trash at the end, you know? Yeah. Our, our righteousness is as dirty menstrual rags at God's <laughs> feet. And yeah. that's offensive to some people because exactly. we're like, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. And no, we're not. Once, the, the more you know God... Actually, my experience is the more I get to know God, the opposite that happens. The more I see that I'm not good, the more I have the courage and the honesty to see who I truly am, how, much, how dirty I truly am. So the spirit of religion makes us think, no, I'm fine. I just got to do these, these, you know, steps one, two, and three, and I'll, I'm good. This, the spirit of philosophy, the the kind of that rebellious spirit of, I don't even need any of that. You fools, you know, my intellect can do all this. My, my, you know, we, we don't need God for any of this. There was no God. And, and both of those trains of thought end up in destruction and end up being burned up. And I think if any of us live long enough and if any of us are intellectually honest enough to face these questions, it, it, they're exposed. And mm -hmm. I think that's, that's a big thing for me as I walk, you know, we have to be intellectually honest. We have to be honest about who we actually are. So, so, you know, all of us are wearing masks, no matter what level we're at, whether we're a non-believer, whether you're a stripper or a gangbanger, or whether you're a person that goes to church, we're all wearing a mask. And the closer we get to God, hopefully in, in Jesus name, those masks start to come off and we, and we stop being these false creations and we start embracing the true creation of God, of who he is intending for us to be and not who we think we can create ourselves to be. Yeah. So it's like I mean, two different people. Personas. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that persona that you receive, man. That's crazy in itself. That's that's you're, you're tapping into the spirit realm when you receive these personas, these images through the television or these images through YouTube or music videos or whatever, hey. uh, whether it's a style of clothing or whatever. You want people to perceive you a certain type of way. Um, narcissism, all of these things, man. This when we talk about a spiritual battle. It's in all these, even in these places. I want people to look at me a certain type of way. I want them to see me as this. That gets into some some yeah. some spiritism as well, man. 
Yeah, yeah. On the very outer realm, realm, man, definitely. Yeah, you know, in Genesis, God says, let us create man in our own image. And then fast forward to the New Testament, it says Jesus is the express image Mm. of God. Yeah, yeah, it says he he is the image of the invisible God. Yeah. Yeah, so he's the true image. So the process started in Genesis. And then, you know, without getting into all the details, yeah. the whole Bible is the process and it's mm-hmm. archetypes of what we are exactly. going through as believers, but the end is Christ. And so through the whole Bible, we have examples of when we decide, no, I'm going to make myself in the image that I choose. And yeah. that, I believe, is the thing that burns. You know, and I'll give you an example, you know, of of going through the fire and having things burn in this life. You know, I did music for probably 15 years before I got saved. And I've pulled all those albums off the Internet. And I worked hard. Like, I worked hard, bro. And and I just, after I got saved, and it took me a little while of walking with the Lord. And I just, I was still making money off those songs and, and that style of music. And one day I was like, I'm just, I'm taking that down. You know, and it it burned up. That stuff got burned up. So whoever we're trying to create us to be and whether it is influenced, like you said, through music, through media, through our friends, through our culture, whatever fake personas we're putting up, one day will be pulled. There's a quote. uh, It's something to the effect of there is coming a midnight hour when every mask will be stripped off of us. And we will stand in front of the Lord naked. Now, before, that would have been a horrible thought to me. Now, thought, you don't have to try to be something you're not. To -hmm. just be able to stand in front of the Lord and be like, who am I? Who do you intend for me to be? Amen. You know, And, and that's freedom. That's yeah. freedom. And that is the exact opposite of what we get when we're coming at this through witchcraft or, or yeah. spiritism and new age mysticism. Yeah. The whole thing with that is that there's like, you know, we have an identity crisis and we don't know what, you know, who we are. And so for me, even when you're searching for who you truly are, you can be so open to receiving who you really are that you allow other people to tell you who you are versus versus getting in the scriptures and seeing who God says you are more than a conqueror. You are loved. You are the righteousness of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works. You are the head and not the tail. You have, you know, good thoughts about you and just understanding who got who you are in Christ, man. That's why we have to get into those scriptures because we'll start. I'll start. I do it. I start believing what people say about me, whether it's negative yeah. stuff or, or good stuff. Oh man, you're super dope. I get, dude, I get calls from people all the time. I put my number out there for fans and you know, they hit me up and like, man, you're so, you're so dope, man. You're so enlightened. I got it's like, dude, I'm a, I'm just a truck driver, man. I'm a regular person, dude. Like it's, it's, it's only through Christ. Like this image that you have of me, it's, it's not true. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I may I, I probably seem more spiritual on those records or on the internet than I am sometimes in real life. So it's not my good works, man. This is something. And, and, and so I'm blessed when people want it, when they say, okay, how do I get what you have? And so it's like, you know, what must I do to be saved? Okay. You want what I have? 
to be quite honest with you, it's a relationship with Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost, man. Like yeah. that's that's all it is. And say, okay, I want it. All right, well, pray this prayer with me, man. Understand what Christ did for you. And those are the that makes everything that I've done, man. It makes it all worth it. Amen. And that's the stuff. That's the stuff on the back end. Um, we got we got a couple people on hold who who have called in. So just to let everybody know, we're going to open up the phone lines as well. So you guys can call in the numbers at the bottom of YouTube and it's in the, um, the description. So you can call us in and it'll put, put you in queue. And if you have a question for Mars or myself, or if you would like prayer, go ahead and give us a call. So I'm going to take this first call. This one says it's from, um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Caller, you on the air. What's going on? Hello. Uh, well, I didn't know it do it that fast. Uh, yeah, it, this is Matt. Um, I just that's so true what you were saying about uh, not being able to unlearn certain things that you have learned and, and re, re, uh, converting to Jesus and that you've learned a, a bunch of spiritual practices and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I uh, have you experienced that? Yeah, I had got into a lot of that started out with like astrology and things like that and I'd done had you know taken psychedelics and you know had first hand experiences with that type of stuff like you know thinking I was an alien and all this stuff into the Pleiadian junk that stuff and just yeah. like you said getting into confusion you know that can ultimately leave you confused and stuff uh you know, going to psychics and learning other things, I think, uh, and, you know, there's been times where I would say, like, you know, Jesus, that can't be just the only answer, and, and you, you leave you just confused and things like that. In Mars, I like you, and I love your music and stuff like that. I've always been a fan, so, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I'm thank you, my brother. I did, I'm a little nervous. I didn't know I was going to get on here so fast. That's pretty cool. All is well, man. We're just hanging out, dude. <laughs> You got any questions or anything from Mars? Um, well, do you think that, uh, you know, once you learn certain aspects of yourself that, uh, uh, like for me, I got into things, like you think like using crystals and stuff like that is like a form of witchcraft or not just carrying crystals on you and stuff like that. What was the question? What about the crystals? Okay, he, uh, he was he was asking that, you know, using crystals or carrying crystals and stuff like that, is that witchcraft, just, just, just having crystals on you? I think I, I wouldn't carry them. I used to, I used to do crystal stuff too and, 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 you know, anything that has energies around it, um, I, would, I would stay away from. Let me, let me touch on a couple of things that you said. One, I want to encourage you, my brother, because there's nothing that you could have done that would make God not love you. So one, I want to just encourage you that you are loved. You are a child of God and the work he has started in you, he will finish. But you have to keep pushing into him. And now right. the, the, the thing about looking into the Palladians and, and, you know, all the different type of ways we can get sidetracked. It, I equate all of that to Babylon. The word Babylon means confusion by mixture. So right. 
the enemy loves to confuse us by mixing all these crazy things up and we're, you know, and, and have us seeking them out. And I think that's a natural part of our growing in Christ. So it's okay that you, you used to look into that stuff and it's okay that you're seeking, you know, the word says, ask, seek, knock, just keep going, keep, keep pushing towards Christ. And I want to share a story with you that I think happens to all of us as Christians, whether we're young Christians or whether we've been walking with the Lord for a while. And right. the story is, it, it's about a war. It's about World War II and about a certain battle that happened. And I believe they made a, a movie or a book about it called The Man That Never Lived. So now watch, check this out. There was a German town and it was filled with, with Nazis and they were entrenched in this town. And the allies had to go through that town to be and, and take that town in order for that to be a supply route in order for them to win the war. But at the ally meeting, they were like, how are we going to get this town? They're so entrenched in there. We're going to lose so many people. There's no way to get in there. One of the allies said, what if we just get the Germans to leave? And they were like, well, how do we do that? So this is what they did. They found a body of a young man. The guy was in his early 20s, and they dressed him up as an American uh, officer. And on his body, they left all these notes in code. That, and the, and the, in the code of, this, of these notes that the Germans had to decipher, it, w- the, it was a lie. And what it said was that they were not going to attack that town, but they were going to go attack a different town called Sardinia. So they left the body there for the Germans to find them. The Germans found the body. The Germans had to go through all the deciphering and figuring out the code. They deciphered the code. They got up and left that town and went into a different town. The American allies just walked right into that town. Now, I think on a spiritual level, that happens to us all the time. The, The devil puts stuff in front of us for us to decipher and for us to have to go look into and, you know, whether it's aliens or, or whatever, you know, whether it's crystals or aliens or, or uh, any type of things like that, that we're there to discover. And he makes us leave where we were supposed to be. Right. Do you follow that? Guarding the land that we were supposed to guard. Do you follow me on that, bro? And so, you know, we're made, out of dirt according to the bible the lord made us out of dirt we need to guard this land from the enemy and a lot of times the enemy can get us away from guarding it by by giving us things like that to decipher and to kind of pull us off on rabbit trails and we just got to remember we have to stand here and guard you follow me my brother and guard our ground and so the ground that you are and i don't know are you a believer? Do you believe? Yes, do you believe I, Jesus I, is your savior? Yes, I, I, be, I believe in Jesus. Uh, but like you said, you know, with all the distractions around, it makes you like say, "Well, that can't." You know, I understand what you're saying, but you, you know, you start looking for other things, and all, you know, all this craziness that's information that's out. And um, I just, you know, recently after I had that experience, you know, I just the spiritual world has opened up so much for us just. You know, it's almost normal, you know, to have these crazy, 
you know, I was having demonic nightmares and, but I also had good experiences at the same time. So, you know, it made it, it made it like that where I was getting into like stuff with fairies and stuff where I actually have real experiences with, you know, that realm of fairies and all that type of stuff. I realized it wasn't aliens. I was completely wrong, <laughs> you know, but you know, some yeah. fairy type stuff. I don't know if you know anything about that, but there's so much I could talk about. I know we don't, you don't have all the time, but you know, I recently got numbers everywhere I go. The specific number it follows me is one four four. You can ask anybody around. You know, I know that number's in the Bible, and I just I can't figure it out. Like it follows me everywhere. These numbers and these all these signs. And I've it's just it's just really crazy. I don't know, <laughs> but all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, bro. I've gone through the same thing. My number was one eleven, and you know <laughs> I've gone through the same thing with aliens and stuff. And they're all distractions. So whatever, think of it like this. Whatever truth you think those experiences will give you, it is nothing compared to the truth that is in Christ. And that, that's, that's the bottom line right there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. And it doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah, and they will always give you a little bit of good. They'll always give you a little bit of a positive experience, but that will never last. The, the 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 negative experiences will get more and more and more and more and those will build. And so so what I would suggest to you, my brother, is I would push into Christ. I would put all of that to the side and look into Christ. See who he is. Because I know in the beginning for me, I was still looking at all that stuff. I was still looking at weird manifestations and trying to trying to understand them. And, and it was just a distraction. All yeah, those right. things lead to nothing. You know, if, if we follow lies, the lie always changes. So if we're following those type of things, it always changes. Like you, you know, let's say you're looking at aliens and all of a sudden the aliens turn into, Oh, these aliens said this and I got to go this way. And then, Oh, that led to the fairies and that led me to, to crystals and that lead. it always leads to another thing. It never leads to the truth. It right. always leads right. to another deception. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And that and Christ is the opposite. Christ always leads to truth. If we look to him and we go towards him, it will lead to clarity. It will lead to peace. It will lead to self-control. It will, it will lead to humility. It will lead to love. It will lead to healing. It will lead to being able to break addictions off of us. So everything that you want and everything that you truly are is in Christ. Everything that is false about us and everything that will eventually fall off of us is in those other realms. Right. So in Christ, we don't need, we don't need numbers we don't need any type of crystals. We don't need any of that because he is the creator of numbers. He is the creator of matter. He is the creator of crystals. And he is the creator of water. He is the creator of our dreams. He is the creator of our imagination. So everything is in him and right. not yeah. in these other things. You follow me? So think of it like that. So, so, all those things are just a scratch on the surface of our creator. Right. right. So you want that. truth, my brother? Go ahead. Um, I, 
like you yeah like you know you know jesus is the truth and like you said you know once you it, it may take some time you know pushing the christ it may actually you know it may take some time to to um you know unravel you know and get out of the stuff that you're into you know or may take some time if you experience but if you much. really want out of it brother I- I, I believe, I believe, it, like if you really want to let that stuff go, and you really want an encounter with Jesus, I believe that we can pray for you right now, Amen. and that and, and that the Holy Spirit will touch you. He will show you great and mighty things that you do not know and you cannot find out through Him. That's what I would suggest: do it through Him, pursue Him, and see and and see 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 what those other spirits have to say about it. Right. See, right. see what they say, one, one more question, and they and one more trust question. me. Can I ask one more question? That's it. Um, yeah, you could go that, ahead, brother. Do you think that um, you know Jesus is along with you know? You think some of those other realms or whatever you know that some of them may you know? I know there's obviously tricksters and all that, but do you think that you know if you bring something along with your soul that you know that you have found out that maybe some of those other realms could actually be of service for you or our part? You know, not I'm saying not, not demons, but something may of those could come good that we don't know about that maybe with Jesus too, you know, or, you know, like in the Bible, don't they use crystals in the Bible at some point or like, and stuff like that. That's just one of the questions I have. I don't know. It's just because I've read about, I've read a little bit of the Bible, but I don't know much, but I've heard people say they use what amulets and stuff like that or talismans or crystals. And you know, the, it's just, yeah, they did all that before Jesus. Yeah, they yeah they yeah they would use those things before Christ came, and so even like you know the animal sac- sacrifices, I think you would really put them in the same boat with the animal sacrifices. Oh, okay. We don't we don't do that to, to to talk to the Lord, right? Jesus is like the one true sacrifice, and so what, what Jesus did instead of using all that stuff, now we can go directly to God through Christ. That's what he right. did. He he he's the bridge, so we don't have to. We don't even have to go see a priest. We don't have to do all this stuff. We go directly through Jesus. We don't have to have any amulets. We don't have to do anything but to go directly through him. A lot of that stuff is there. And I'm, I'm going to tell you from personal experiences, like it's, inter- it's interesting to, to study. I've studied it and I've taught it even as a Christian. Right. But I'm telling you, like wh- exactly what Mars said, most of it is a distraction so that you're, you're looking in the crystals, you're hanging out with new agers about crystals or whatever, or look, listening to new agers who don't know Jesus and who quite frankly hate Jesus because of the spirit that's within them. And I'm saying this from personal, personal experience right now, but you, that's what you'll find out, man. You, you're going to find out that you'll start looking into those things versus going directly to the source. Right. And, and, and so it's going to, it's going to occupy your mind. It's going to occupy your time. And that's how those strongholds get built. These strong, when we're talking about these demons, they're not these, these physical manifestations that are roaming through the earth like the gnomes and fairies. They're thought forms. They're, right. They get in your mind. They tell you, they tell you lies about yourself, about right. Jesus. And then because with those things, they, you know, they bring the vibrations of the thought patterns that Jesus isn't the only way. He is a way. And you're kind of like Jesus yourself. You know, you're, you know, you're going around healing people. You love God. You love people. You can be Jesus. You don't need them, right? Isn't, isn't that what, what those circles teach? They don't teach that Christ died for sin and that we can become right, right with God through Christ. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's going to be the big thing. That, 
Exactly. But when you find out, like we talked about at the beginning, they get offended when you preach Christ. They get offended when you say that Jesus set you free from pornography. They get offended when, when you say that, that, that you, had a home, you had a homosexual spirit upon you and Jesus set you free from homosexuality. They will, be, they will get offended. Trust me, this is a spiritual battle. It's not about intellect. It's not about experience. It's, it's, a, it's about a spiritual warfare that, that we're in with spirits that hate Jesus. Right. They hate him. They hate you. And, and, me. Then, and let me give you an example of a, of a lie, right? So a lie will tell me, I need this crystal because I need the energy that this is going to, you know, have around me, or I need this energy to clear someone else's energy. You know, it's a lie because all we need is Christ. He created energy. He created matter, space, time. He created everything. We don't need any of those things. Do you follow me? We literally do not need any. You don't need, you don't even need to like wear a cross. If you do, that's fine. But there is no power in just a, a little cross. The power is in the Holy Spirit. The power is our faith in Christ. So for an example, the things that I used to use crystals for or the things that when I used to have to do incantations and one time I, I did an incantation to a, to a water demon and I had to bring money and, and a food offering and some, some other stuff. And then I had to do Ooh. certain prayers and, yeah, and I, I had to that. do, but I'm just going to give you an example. I had to yeah, I bring these physical things there and I thought, that's where power was it's a lie it's a way to get us entangled by demonic spirits the the truth is all power all glory all love is in christ everything we need is in him i could stand butt booty naked with nothing (laughs) no shoes no, no money, no nothing. And I have all the power in the universe seated on the throne of my heart because I've submitted to the creator of this reality. And that is Jesus. And with him, we don't need any of those things. They just drop off. So the lie we've been told is you need these things. These things have power. You need them around you. They will protect you. They will bring you blessings. They will bring you luck. They, it, those are all lies, my brother. The truth is, all you need is Christ. You need his Holy Spirit to sit on his throne, which is your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, earlier today, we talked about what is the goal of the demonic? The demonic, is to their goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. The way they do that is through deception. Their ultimate goal is for you to worship them and for you to give them the throne of your heart. What is the goal of Jesus? The ultimate goal of Jesus is the throne of your heart. That's his throne. That is where the Holy We are the temple of God. We are the church. We are living stones. So you, my brother, you're, your ultimate destiny, I pray in Jesus' mighty name, is to be a living, breathing um, body that is filled with the Holy Spirit of Christ. 
when you fully experience that, you will not need any trinkets. You will not need any deceptions. You will not go to any of those side things that are trying to get your attention to the left and to the right. You will know I am a child of God. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Every step I take is an advancement of the kingdom of God. I am a light in this dark world. I am the, the salt of this earth. I am a child of the mighty God, and I am here to be a warrior for the kingdom. And I Jeez. prophesy that over everybody that is listening to this, and I prophesy that over you, my brother. And so Thank now you. the choice is in your hands. Do you receive? Do you want to receive that? Yes, I do. In Jesus' mighty name. That's your destiny. Here, let let me pray. What's your name again, bro? Uh, Matt. Matt? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Let me pray for us. Father God, I just want to thank you for this beautiful day that you've created. I want to thank you for life. I want to thank you for our brother, Matt. Lord, I just lift him up and I lay him at your feet and I pray your will be done to him, Father. I come against every ungodly, unclean, perverse spirit and I bind you in the mighty name of Jesus and cast you back into the abyss far away from Matt's life. I break every chain of oppression. I break every chain of slavery. I break every lie that has been spoken into his mind. And I release the anointing power, the mighty power of the Holy Spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus over my brother's mind for cleansing and protection. Father God, will you reveal yourself to him? Holy Spirit, would you Fill him with your love, with your peace, with your joy, with your power to break everything that is not from you off of his life. Would you break addiction? Would you break any strongholds of the enemy, Father? And would you fill him with a fire to get into your word? Would you just fill him with a passion to get into your word? Would you reveal to him that he is a mighty child of God, that no one can pluck him out of your hand, Father. Would you reveal to him that you will finish the work you started in him, and no one can do anything about that, Father God. Would you reveal to him how much you love him and what the cross means, that you took on flesh and you took on all of our sin, and you said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. Amen. So, Matt, would you receive that forgiveness? Do you receive that forgiveness for I you? Do. do you know that you are forgiven? You do? Yes, I do. Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for calling, my brother. Amen. No problem. Nice. It's so great talking to y'all. Bye. Great to brother, talk to you. Brother, get plugged in with us, man. We got links in the video description. There's links to my Facebook. Mars is on Facebook. He's got his website, and uh, this is something that we've got to walk out daily, man, because dealing with these spirits, once these spirits leave, they go to dry places, and then they come back with, with other spirits that are seven times stronger than they are, and they try to come back to the same home. They try to come back to the same body. So we have to, we have to find, when they come back, if our house is swept clean and we have renewed our mind and we've put Christ within us, right, then... Mm-hmm. You know, they can't they can't come back. 
but they will try to come back. Mark my words. It may not be tomorrow, next week, it may be seven years, but they will try to come back. So when they come back, let them find that house swept clean and full of the Holy Ghost, man. This is a daily thing. This is not a theory. This is not just some, some you know, religious thing that we've accepted. This is a daily call that is the most beautiful. Um, all those meditations and all of this, this stuff that they offer has nothing on just one minute, one hour in the presence of Jesus that you can Amen. experience anytime you want. And it's an static encounter. Kundalini is like a fake, fake, it's like the uh, opposite, right? Kundalini spirit, or, I don't know. I think that we, was uh, occupied my mind a lot because uh, that actually happened, you know, like having you know, something, felt something shoot up my back. Yeah. And that's what I think. A lot of things that people, it's such a mystery that it's so messed up, you know, that even people that have it can't tell you what it is, you know, because it's so yeah. confusing. You know what? Yeah. I've, I, you know what, and I repent and I'm sorry for, for teaching that. And, uh, it's the Holy ghost, man. You just need, you just need Jesus. You don't need the Kundalini and I repent before everybody. And, um, it's, it's all Jesus, man. It's all you need. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Talk to you later. All right, brother. God bless you, brother, man. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Bless them, Lord. Everybody watching right now, God, who desires to go deeper in you, wherever they are, God, they, 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 their heart is genuinely thirsty for the deep things of God. Lord, may you guide them, Father God. May you take them where they want to go. Let them not look to the right or to the left, like Mars said, but keep their eyes totally focused on you. For you are love, for you are light. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. Bless Jesus. them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. Wow. We got another caller. You ready, man? Yes, sir. Let's Jesus, come on, man. Thank you for what you're doing, Holy Ghost. Mm. We got a caller from Mississippi. Welcome to the show. Who are we speaking with? President Mitty. Yeah, what's going on? Carl, brother. Carl Rawson. Carl, prayer warrior. What's going on, brother? How are you? I'm all right, man. I got caught the last 30 minutes, and I was going to say something about the witchcraft and all that in Meridian where I'm at, you know, and praying for these folks and all that. But I was going to ask for a special prayer, and I just had to do it right now for myself and Stacey, too. So trying to try to both ways, man. I mean, I see a bunch of witchcraft, and, you know, I see a bunch of demonic things going on in Meridian, and these folks are – I've seen it in churches I've walked in, and – uh mm mm-hmm. Cult-like atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yep. But that's the main rebellion thing. is as a is as a you know what I'm saying the sin of witchcraft, man. The the spirit of rebellion runs in a lot of churches, man. You can pick right. that up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And uh, but honestly, Derek, bro, you know how strong I think I am sometimes, and how strong as as believers and as followers, how strong or how weak we can become whenever we. I guess you could say we fall off or yeah. let go for just a second, you know? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to let go of my, my pride and my humility, and I'm going to ask for prayer right now because as strong as I was going and as strong as me and Stacey was going together lately, I've had uh, the the spirits of lust get in between, in between our walk with Christ. And what I mean by that is, you know, 
I had an argument with with her Methodist family, and I'm not bringing up religion in it necessarily, but it kind of run me off from there to keep and go back to my place to keep from arguments with her family and things. And until we got our financial situation straight and we decided where we're going to be, I have a place that she has a place. But both of us, both of us before we found God, before we found Christ, both of us had our own way of our our sexual fleas, man. I know it's kind of off the subject. I just need to prayer, my brother. But it's we, it's uh, in the subject. It's definitely in the subject. Go ahead, keep going. We had our own way of finding love in the past, you know. And I was a sex fiend, and so was she. And it's but what's happened is we started bringing up sexual lust, and before you know it, and that's what it hit me today. Just because we're separated, because work is full on her and we're an hour and a half apart basically and my truck's been broke down about a week which slowed me down from speaking to who I speak with every day for it slowed me down on work work's been slow etc but what it's done is these sexual thoughts you know they keep lurking and lurking and lurking before we're sitting here talking about stuff that we know is not right but yet it seems like an easy way for us to sit there and be together and, you know, we know why God gave sex. We know, the, I ain't going to say we know everything about the Bible, but you know, if anybody does, how strong I believe and how much I study and how much I have studied and how much I love people. But I'm going to, you know, I'm going to drop that pride thing, the loss of pride in front of the world or whoever and say, I, I've seen it fell short because of this, and I want that mm-hmm. taken from me. Amen, brother. Well, the scripture, you know, the scripture me. says to confess your sins. One to another, so that you may be healed, man. Amen. Amen. We, we believe in that. We know you do too. So we definitely lift you up, man. Um, I'll, I'll pray right now. Father, I thank you for my brother Carl, Lord. I thank you for calling him out of darkness and into your marvelous light, Lord. That you set your seal of approval upon him and gave him a new name. God, I thank you that you called him as a prophet into the nations, Lord. I pray that anything that hinders him, Lord God, sexual immorality, thoughts of the past or ways to kill time, Father God, we submit that to you, Lord, and we cover it under the blood. I'm asking you to take that right now, God. Holy Ghost, move upon him. Give him a fresh touch right now in Jesus' name, fresh touch. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, you are his strength. You sustain us, God. So any... um. Any quick fix to be loosed right now, no quick fixes that we put in time, we put in work with the presence of God. And I pray that he'll just be more intimate with you, Lord. When they want to get intimate together, they'll they'll get intimate with the Holy Ghost to move in and open the scriptures and begin to seek you, Lord. And that you, Father God, meet them in those prayer chambers, God. Reveal yourself to them in a deeper way. Strongholds to be lifted, to be loosed in Jesus' mighty name name. Thank you for my brother and sister. Jesus' name. Brother, I feel it. I can feel it, man. And uh, Mars, man. I, I feel it. I enjoyed the last 30 minutes. Whenever I get to Stacey tonight, when she picks me up, we're going to watch the whole thing. And uh, brother, I just had Amen, to, my you know, Derek, you, my, you know, my number one man, and I had to talk to you. And, uh, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate you taking the time. <laughs> to the, I'm going to get right back where I was, man, because I I couldn't handle it no more without speaking to another brother. And, you know, I'm hated around anyway because of how I speak. But, oh, geez, hey, it's part of it, brother. Hey, man, thanks thanks for checking in with us, man. I love you. We're going to keep you lifted up. Love y'all, bro. Be good. I love you, bro. 
So the scriptures say, woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. Just because you're following Christ, because you're doing the right thing, because you do, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you love everybody, you, you're going to have some targets on your back, man, especially when, 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 when you're operating in those realms and you're tearing down strongholds. You're going to have targets on your back, man. And that's why, that's why I talked to you. You know, Before we went live, I felt something in the spirit, man, something I had like, that, I, that I would you know, be attacked for shining light on these situations. But without the blood of Christ, like you, you, you would be a fool to approach those realms on your own. If you really knew, if you really knew, if you, you know, all the spirits that are behind the movies and things like that, that stuff shows you a glimpse of that realm. But to, to, to go blindly into those realms uncovered to, to deal with spirits and, and things like us, like we said, they're a lot older than us. They've been here for thousands of years and they're angry. And so they'll lie to you and tell you they can bring you wealth, tell you things about your future. Tell, you know why they can tell you things about your family? Because they, because they were here for generations, yeah. familiar spirits that were passed down from one generation to the next, and it can tell you stuff about people who existed here many years ago. They know all this stuff, and they'll whisper it to you, and try to tell you that all oh, this is some some esoteric knowledge that's special and privileged just to you. We gotta be careful, man. We really do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now I wanted to say something. I got. What it reminded me of when when you said we will have, you know, beware when people fit, uh, speak well of you. I have a lyric that says, uh, I heard today I got another target on my back. I'm the enemy's enemy. What's the news in that? Like, <laughs> of course we're going to have. That's, that's, it should be expected. We should, we should as Christians, be ready for war. We're in a war. And I think it's when we get comfortable, when we get compliant, we forget these things. And it's easy to, to forget that. But we're in a spiritual war, a war for our minds, a war for our hearts, a war for worship. They, it, they want our worship. They want exactly. our attention. They want our time. You know, and it could be so, something as simple as how much time do you spend on Facebook? Yeah. It's just kind of a waste of time sometimes, you know. I'm not, yeah. I'm not about to judge y'all for that. You know, I'm guilty of that too. You're, or how, you know, that's a form of worship. How much time are you spending on this thing? You know, and then it could go to the extreme. That could be a simple little thing. And it could go to the extreme of getting us completely off base. And whether it's with sexual lust or, or whatever way is trying to pull us away from God's purpose for our life. You know, but ultimately, God wins. Amen. You know, it, talk, it, it, it talks about in Gal- I believe it's Galatians chapter one. And it talks about, let's see. It talks about being removed from, from the simplicity that is in Christ. Yeah. The simplicity of the gospel. This, this gospel is real simple, guys. And that's the, that's the thing. Like in the new age, it's got to be really deep, really yeah. mystical mysticism that only a few can find it. That's what the word esoteric means, truth that only a few people find. And so it talks about some people being called away from the simplicity of the gospel and given into the worshiping of angels. Like this was happening during the time of Paul's, the worshiping of angels. And I think you hit it right on the head when you said that it's not really about worshiping, getting on your knees or making the altars. Most people aren't going to do that, but it's the over, um, over infatuation 
with these things, that it consumes so much of your mind, so much of your, of, of your heart and, and, and your time. Um, that's the thing, the over infatuation with these things. What would happen if you were over infatuated with God? You were over infatuated with Jesus. You just wanted to be like him. The whole thing about being transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the reading of the word, this whole association thing as well. You know, when you hang around people for long enough, you begin to talk like these people, your friends, whether they have a certain slang. You know, if, if, if you go to Louisiana, you start talking like them. You're coming back to Alabama, you, your voice changes. This stuff happens. You start picking up on, on the yeah. stuff people are saying. What happens when, you, when you're hanging out with Jesus? You begin to say the things that he says. When you're hanging out with the Holy Spirit, your, your motives, your desires, you begin to love the things that he loves. You begin to hate the things that, that he hates. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So we can't be scared to call certain things evil. We can't. It's like, oh, everything's good, man. It's just, you know, different things for different people. No, some stuff is wicked, man. Some stuff, uh, and for me, what makes it wicked is when these things have hidden agenda and hidden motives. And when we're talking about spiritism and evil spirits or angelic, they call them angelic spirits, but when they come with another motive, they're lying to you. They want something. I'm telling you, you have to give something, whether it's an altar, but I'm telling you, they want a piece of your mind. They want to live in your brain. They want a body. They want these ancient spirits who, who were causing murder and war in the earth thousands of years ago. They want a body. They want to commit murder. They, want to, they can't taste food anymore. They're, they're spirits that don't have bodies. But when they inhabit a body, then they get to taste food. Then they get to gorge themselves on, on meats and fine wines and, and committing sins and, and, and trying to tell you to, to do things and all kinds of wickedness, man. This stuff, when we talk about the crystals, it, it really gets into um, the rocky ground as well because Enoch goes into talking about that the angels took men to the side and taught them all of these different witchcrafts. It taught them how to make makeup, how to braid their hair a certain types of way, how to use crystals and summon angels and summon demons and stuff. All this stuff's written up in the book of Enoch. So that's why it's like, we can't just say, hey, they used them in the Bible, at, you know what I'm saying, on the breastplate, we, you, know, you know what I'm saying, we can use crystals too. No, because then therefore when you do that, these other spirits are involved and, and like, like you were saying, it's something else that just takes the attention Away from the what? The simplicity. It's not simple anymore. You got to add all this stuff to it. The gospel is simple, man. You approach the throne boldly through grace, by grace through faith, lest any man should boast. See, we can boast in our study. We can boast in how many crystals or, or how many fastings or how many mushrooms and things like this. I've been there, man. I'm speaking. I'm not. This is from experience. So by grace through faith, lest any man should boast. We receive the gospel of grace by putting our faith and our trust in Jesus and what he did on the cross. We believe and we confess it, we're saved. We believe that Jesus died on the cross and that God rose him from the dead on the third day and he suffered pain for our sins, that he took the wrath that we deserve. Then we're saved, man. All these other spirits, they must bow. They must bow to King Jesus, man. And they do. And they will. Amen. In Jesus' name.
Brother, thank you for coming on the show, man. I want to plug your links because you because you you are on Facebook. You do have a, a website. You want to go ahead and plug that stuff, man, where people can contact you and yeah, all that you good can, stuff, man. Your music too. You got you got new music. I heard some of the newer stuff from the, uh, you just put out. Really good stuff, man. If you guys go to marsofficial.com, that's M-A-R-Z official.com. On there, I got a new mixtape out called Rebel Music. You know, the concept of that is, you know, uh, the only true rebels in this world are the ones that rebel against the systems and the spirit of this world. You know, and in my perspective, there was one true rebel in this world, and that was Christ, because he rebelled against everything that all the systems that were in place at that time down here. And now he can live through us and continue to rebel against the systems in the spirit of this world. So you could, you could download that mixtape rebel music for free off the site. That's M A R Z official.com. And on the site, it has links to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all of that. So I pray that it blesses you. Hit me up. You know, if you guys got questions, you could, to hit me up on Twitter or Facebook, email me, and I'll do my best to get to get to it. Are you doing some stuff at your church? I see um I've seen a lot of pictures of you on stage performing at the church. Are you rapping up I there? I have, yeah, and I've the performed I have performed at a lot of churches. Um what we're doing right now, we're in the process of booking shows for for rebel music. And I have another album coming out in the spring. It's called Wake the Dead. So it's it's finished, it's mastered, mixed, everything. So we're setting up a bunch of stuff for this year and in, in trying to cause a movement and, and just really trying to push the kingdom forward boldly. And I feel like that's I feel like that's part of my call. That I have I have a desire and a passion and a love to boldly preach it to to where it needs to be preached. So mm-hmm. I just pray I just pray for the continued drive of the Holy Spirit to to move the, the kingdom in that direction you know thank you for reaching out my brother this was this was a pleasure man so good to meet you man yeah we'll have to do it again brother Definitely. absolutely powerful man you just let me know and so um anybody out there who wants to see a mars and true seeker collab make sure you leave a comment below that's <laughs> right make that happen. <laughs> do what we gotta do to make it happen man definitely man excited about the future and what, what god's doing man thanks so much for coming on brother Thank you, my brother. Have you on again, brother. Shalom, shalom. Peace. All right. Peace. All right. That was awesome, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. All thanks. right. Thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, that, that was powerful, man. I, I teared up a couple times. Holy Ghost, man. Thank you for having me, bro. Like, yeah, I felt that a point in that in the middle, like that prayer thing started getting me powered up, man. Mm. I started just feeling there's so many people like that guy that called bro millions, yeah. you know, out there and, and just living in that Babylon system, the confusion by mixture. And it just, it, it, it brings me to, to my knees to, to just want to be able to spread the gospel to them, man. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard because there are those strongholds that are there. It's not just like, you know, like a lot of times, man, when we when we we sin and we go back and forth and and you know, different things have have our heart. It's easy for us to come back, but for those for for those people, a lot of times, man, they have, you know, they literally do have demons, man, that that are trying to keep them there, and will tell them lies, and they'll and, and I'm seeing it in myself. 
get free one day and then two days pick every two days later pick everything back up like yeah like like all like all of the witchcraft all of the the spells and the necronomicon and you know whatever it is well you know it's you know i'm saying it keeps coming back so you know i'm saying whenever those spirits keep coming back it's it's easy to rationalize well god wants me to look into this stuff because it keeps coming back and it's something beautiful dude it, it gets into this crazy cycle and and i i have a faith you know I've been saved now for, I think it's been like eight years, might be going on this October, it's going to be nine years. And I've gone to, you know, the, the Christian walk, which is, you know, 